This is a classic podcast from Unqualified Gamers. Hear more at unqualifiedgamers.com. Welcome to episode two of Unqualified, video game podcast from people who are absolutely not qualified to talk about video games. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Martin. Oh, I'm the other. Well, host is very loosely used, I think, in this context. We'll say podcasters. I'm one <laughs> of the podcasters. Uh, I'm the other podcaster, Cody Goff. And um, so, Cody, how was your week? There's a lot of video game. More, you know what I happened is Steam happened. And I've had Steam installed on my computer for a long time. But after our first podcast, which focused on Steam games, I was like, all right, it's time to pull the trigger and actually play. So I played some Steam games, and it was fun. What do you think of Steam, just as a, as a platform? It's an amazing platform. It's like, it's like a video game system is your computer. Yeah, is it not you know, one of the easiest things you can imagine to use? Yeah, it's an incredibly easy interface. The only thing I wish was that you could plug in... Um, now, I have Xbox 360 controllers, of course... Uh, but all of mine are wireless, and you can't, um, like, you can't plug in the charger and then plug in your controller and have that work on your computer. Right. No, you have to have a wireless adapter that then connects to your computer. So that's annoying. Yeah, or you can buy one of those official Xbox controllers that is right. just yeah. ported, which they don't make anymore, or they make very few of, and and you could just plug that right in, and that works too. But. Yeah, so um, I opted out of that. But yeah, um, I did buy one of the wireless receivers. They're only like 20 bucks. Got on Amazon. Whatever. So next week I will be playing uh, games basically on a third console. Yeah, and that's that's pretty excellent. Um, yes, yes. Anything new in your gaming world? Yeah, actually. I got a new couch, which <laughs> that's a big deal when you're talking about playing video games in front of a big screen TV. Uh-huh, that actually is. My other couch sucked. And it made me it made me like not want to be down in my basement playing video games, but I got this new giant couch that is just I can lay out on it. It's amazing. Um, oh nice. And the other thing I did was uh I took my my desktop computer and I hooked it up to my fifty five inch flat screen TV. Ooh. So now I basically have my computer on a giant monitor and hdmi is ridiculous because the picture quality is perfectly clear it does oh, not yeah. it does not lose a you know a smidge of quality at all when when you yeah. go from from a small monitor to a giant flat screen so it looks fucking amazing <laughs> that's awesome yeah see now our podcast has to be uh 18 and up because you had to drop an f-bomb well i mean we have the explicit tag anyway so listen if you're uh if you're not 18 listener shut this off now Okay. Yeah, seriously. Um, also, listener, we should have we should have been clear with you um, last week that we're not necessarily going to be talking about the newest, best, and greatest games because you and I don't have a billion do- a billion dollars to buy sixty dollars <laughs> new games. We have to wait until you know they drop drop to twenty, thirty bucks, ten bucks. We can get them for free. We can steal them. Those mm-hmm. kind of things. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that being said, I think. I think we should talk about the new system that's coming out next month, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, I think it, it should be pretty good. 16 uh, uh, bytes? It's got all the bits. It's got all the bits you could possibly imagine. Bytes or bits? I don't know. I don't know what it's got. No idea. I heard there's going to be a new Mario game, ah, Super Mario World. Uh, and the Mario Brothers, the Canadian, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. Mario and Luigi. So what have you been playing? Uh, well, let, yeah, let's start with my game, so it sounds like I actually play video games. Um, so, I played Nation Red, uh, which was on sale on Steam um, over the weekend for two fifty, but the actual normal price is, is nine ninety nine. 
Uh, and I'll get around to the pricing in a second. But it's, it's, oh, oh, wait, we have to do the two out of threes. Okay, so do you like zombie games? Uh, d- debates, yes. For, mo- for the most part. For the <laughs> All most right. Part. Do you like zombies? Do you I, like killing zombies? I love killing zombies. Okay, love killing zombies. All right. Do you love uh, arcade-style sh- mindless shoot-em-ups? I do. Okay. Um... Was that two questions or three? I, it could have been four, actually. <laughs> I think it was. Okay, and I can't think of anything else. Do you like, um, I don't know, simple, easy to get into games? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I think you answered two out of three, but frankly, I wasn't listening to any of your answers because I was so busy trying to think of questions. <laughs> uh, but if you, the listener, uh, <laughs> listen, um, answered two out of three of those, then you would probably like, like Nation Red. Um, it's it's very similar to the Xbox 360 game. I made a game with zombies in it. Oh, so it's like a, it's like a twin stick shooter then. Like a twin stick shooter, yes. A twin stick shooter. I didn't know that was a term. It is. Okay. Well, it's a twin stick shooter. And, and of course, since I didn't have my 360 controller hooked up, I had to use the keyboard and mouse, which was an adjustment for me. Yeah, you know, B- Binding of Isaac, like we talked about last week, that's a very similar – it's very similar in terms of the controls. You control with one hand – your movement and shoot with the other excellent yes so uh this is a dual stick shooter and as far as i got in the game there is no uh depth whatsoever um (laughs) there uh there are a couple different game modes and i I guess that's the main thing i'll focus on so there's a free play mode which is literally you just are dropped into a map and a bunch of zombies come at you and you shoot them and of course they drop power-ups and you get different guns and you can reload and you can kind of roll around and stuff. But it's it's just really basic, just zombies coming at you and stuff. There's not there's not a lot of variety in the zombies. And every map is the same. The exact same. Mm. Uh, I tried a couple different maps, and there was one that's like oil rig and fortress and forest. Everyone is the same. <laughs> it's just different textures. They're just big squares. Oh, mm, that... uh, there, there's nothing in them whatsoever. So the variety is, is lacking a bit. Free play now you do gain levels with experience points, so there's a little bit of depth. When you gain a level, you get abilities, and you can choose from seven different abilities whenever you gain a level. So that's cool, right? You can customize your guy. Sure. Like you can get stronger grenades or stronger guns. But the thing is, whenever I did free play, I died by like level five or six. So I would I would pick and and so you have to take this review with a grain of salt, coming from somebody that's not that good at the game apparently. Uh, but I just didn't get very far. So every time I got a few power-ups, I was like, well, that's great, and now I feel cool, but now I'm dead. Now, do the zombies come in waves, or is it just they continually come in? Yeah, well, in free play, they, they come continually. They also come continually in, in a different mode called survival mode. And, and survival mode is interesting because it's weapon drops only with no leveling, and you just see how long you can survive. To me, that's like... Making a game mode minus features. <laughs> like, to me, that's just like, why don't we have Mario Brothers, but there's a special mode where you can't jump. Especially because it sounds like the depth of the game, there's not a lot of depth of the game already. There, so when you take, <laughs> so when you take out, like when you take out, when you take out one of, you know, three different, like you said, features of the game, you've you've suddenly got... Kind of nothing. <laughs> exactly. And there is a mission mode, and mission mode is kind of like the story mode. There is no story <laughs> at all. Like, mission mode, it says, like, mission one, the base, and then you fight zombies in a square. And then it's like, mission two, the aquarium, and you, you fight in a square. And the, the, the worst thing about mission mode is 
you reset your level every time you go oh. to a new mission, and you beat the mission by level four or five. So, all right, here the thing is to me, if you have RPG style elements, they're there to give you a sense of growth and character growth. Does that make sense? Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I mean, when you play an RPG, it's cool because by the time you're 50 hours into the game, you're blowing stuff up, like, left and right, and it's awesome. Well, the mission mode in this... So the experience points that you get in this game and the leveling system is great, but by having the levels reset in mission mode, you never achieve that sense of growth and accomplishment. You're just kind of, like, you're resetting your character every, you know, every level. So by the time, like, you beat the level, you're like, oh, cool, I have all these cool skills, but then you're done. Now, explain to me a little bit how the skill... Is it like a skill tree that you choose from a lot of different abilities? Are they all unlocked at once, or are there some that unlock the higher levels you get? How exactly does that work? Yeah, there are some that build on each other. Like, at level 1 or 2, it'll say armor proficiency, and that gives you 25% extra defense. And then if you choose that, then later... Uh, another thing will appear that says, like, Armor Proficiency Plus, which is plus 35% um, protection. But there's no set way of doing it. Uh, Your perks are pretty much randomized. There is a mode and a way to pre-choose your perks so that you don't have to manually, like, choose them when you level up. Um, I didn't really get into that as much, but it's not laid out for you, so it's basically just kind of pick whatever. And there are some insta perks, like uh, like when you gain a level, if you're really low on health, you can just pick like regenerate all health, and that'll restore you back to 100%. But then your character has no like new ability. So um, so yeah, there's not a lot of depth in the, in the growth trees and stuff. Uh, there is one really fun mode, which is barricade mode, and that is actually fun. <laughs> I mean, the whole game is pretty fun because you're just shooting zombies, but but that mode is the most structured. And uh, there you, you start with two sentry guns. There are actually walls around you, and the zombies come in waves. And hmm. you have to take out the zombies, and maybe I just liked it because I got the furthest in it because I got to, like, level 12 or 13 before I finally died. So I had all these abilities. But, like I said, that's what you want to feel. You want to feel like you've got all this stuff and you're, like, the super soldier and you're all jacked and you can do all this stuff. Um, so I did like barricade mode. You, you get you get two sentry guns helping you. You kill things. You get to last long enough to gain levels and and that's a pretty solid mode. So how long do each individual... Because it's not like this is kind of just like a drop-in... Oh, totally. Play, play, play a mode for a while, then, then drop out. How, how long are we talking? We're talking... I played Barricade for maybe 10, 15 minutes. And that's when you got the furthest? Well, that's 10, when I got minutes. the furthest, yeah. The missions are maybe five minutes. So um, they're very bite-sized. Maybe five or six minutes. Um, so it's very much a... If you've only got five or six minutes to kill zombies then you can turn on the game and kill some zombies and and it's all good Uh, but out of the four game modes i only found one really really fun and there are a couple different game modes i didn't get to try a multiplayer uh there's a king of the hill which i don't know how that works and and i tried a couple co-op multiplayer matches but i i usually would just die right away for some reason so i I don't know if they upped the difficulty or what the deal was that was actually gonna be my next question was there there is multiplayer in this game then there is definitely multiplayer and how much experience did you get with that if any a little bit you know i tried like i said a few matches but there were some server issues um so you know the internet i don't want to knock the game for a weird internet i'm sorry i'm sorry the the what the the, the internets i'm sorry explain this to it's me, a series it's a series of tubes oh i think i heard about that on um on my on my television yes what's that 
We'll talk about it later. Okay. So, so you went on the internet and went on the internet. See, I can't knock a network problem for any reason because maybe it's my computer. Maybe I have a driver messed up. Maybe my modem and my router hates um, Nation Red or hates I don't know Steam. Well, it depends on the it depends on the game too because if a game has dedicated servers, true, true, then then you're connecting to their servers but if the game does not and, and one of your computers turns into a server then it's kind of all bets are off i mean you know it's yeah it is it's, it is what it is no i understand so um so well i will well, just because i'm new to the steam experience as we all know and it could have been my setup i was able to drop into a couple games but i did have a couple issues so i didn't get a lot of multiplayer in but um but like i said i would drop into a game and we would die instantly so you know i don't know that's too bad because it sounds like this game would lend itself very well to the idea of multiplayer. Because mm-hmm. there, like, there's when a game's not deep, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. I feel like it can get really tedious to do the same thing over and over again by yourself. I mean, oh, yeah. did you find that? Yeah, you know, because of the different game modes that I was experimenting with, it wasn't as bad. But, but like I said, survival was like seventy percent of the game. It was like, right. here's a special mode where you aren't playing the full game. We've taken a, we've taken the game and we have stripped the fun. <laughs> exactly. Would you like to, Would you like to play this mode? Exactly. And I know some people are into the, like the hardcore, you know, hard modes and stuff. But I'm, I'm like, like in Modern Warfare Three, there's a playlist which has no uh, kill streak rewards, and I'm just like, that's the same kind of thing. There's like no bonus for getting kills. What's the point? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because listen, if a video game is not giving me a false sense of achievement, then damn it, where am I going to get one? That's right, because you need to be able to close the game and, and say, damn it, I got to level 13. Yeah. What did you do today? Exactly. Video games are all about a false sense of achievement, and I I will admit to that. I'll live up to it. But I need that false sense of achievement. It, it's not it's, – it's stupid, but it's not stupid in a gamer's mind. Which is exactly. what we loosely are defining ourselves as. So, and keep and keep in mind now you're on Steam, which does have its own set of achievements. Oh, I know. Uh, just, I got seven. Just like uh, right, just like other platforms. So there's also a sense of persistence with it as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Bottom line, Nation Red, uh, very fun. Just kind of shoot 'em up for the short term. Would be better if multiplayer worked more consistently. I would definitely have maybe if, if if i were more into it i would have paid the 250 for it but 10 bucks for it seems a bit much unless you have a lot of friends that are playing it or you're really gonna really really get into the multiplayer yeah that kind of sounds exactly like what you were saying absolutely yeah. were you playing anything else this week no nothing no <laughs> pretty busy well i know i played a little bit of modern warfare 3 as i do often but um <laughs> i'm not gonna get into that until the next uh dlc um pack drops which should be uh sometime in january so when uh, when a little bit of downloadable content drops i'll i'll go ahead and get into that now is that going to be the first set of downloadable content for that game yeah yeah if you you can get an, an, a special subscription and i haven't looked into it a lot but there's a special subscription that will give you free dlc drops throughout the year and i guess they're gonna have a dlc drop every couple months or, or so and I assume the subscription costs money. I believe so. Well, yeah, it does. I'm not sure how much, though. I'm not sure if it's like a $20 a month kind of a thing or like a $60 a month kind of – a year. $20 a year kind of thing or a $60 a year kind of thing. That did seem kind of steep. Yeah. <laughs> $60 a month to play Modern Warfare 3. 
that would be rough. Yeah, we'll you'll have to talk about that once that finally drops. Yeah, we'll get. I'll get into. We'll do. I'll do console games in the future. It's just that PC games now that I'm into Steam, they're so much cheaper. Yeah, isn't that interesting too? You find a game that was ten dollars and you said it was marked down to what? It $2 was two dollars fifty. Right. I mean, the sales are extraordinary, as you mentioned yeah. last week. And not to mention that's it's an every weekend thing mm-hmm. that they have something else on sale. Yeah. Some of their list of games on sale. So that's just the way that Steam works. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I downloaded a couple more games, but uh, I have not played them yet. So perhaps sometime in the future. And um, which I think leads us to you and your game for this week. Yeah, you you know, our our games have very loose loose parallels. Um, mine is a much much meatier experience, though. Um, I finally started playing Deus Ex, which I've heard um, I've heard mostly I guess mostly good things about the game. And I got it a while ago. I just haven't had a chance to kind of sink my teeth into it. And I, I, I played enough where I really feel qualified to talk. I, th- I think most of the game systems are now apparent to me. So uh, I think I'm, I'm probably pretty qualified to, qualified in an unqualified sense to talk about it. Um, the game is no the wait. Game hold is on. Bro- you have to ask me three questions about it. Ah, sure. Do you like the color gold? <laughs> of course. Do you really? Like the color gold. Yeah, re- Jason, the first Red Power Ranger, became the Gold Ranger later. So yes, I'm talking about is your room painted gold with gold sheets and a gold blanket and gold pillowcases and then a gold case on your computer with a gold desk. My bed sheets are gold, so I'll go with m- no. You still answered yes to two. So the fact that you like the color gold means. You might like the art aesthetic of this game. I have a lot. I mean, I got a lot to say about the game, but well, I'll, I'll just I'll just start with the the game is a first person perspective. I would call it a stealth game. Now, the game is a giant world set in this. Uh, it's it's almost like a steampunk, uh, futuristic, futuristic world where everything is is it's very dark. Um, Everything is computerized. It's set in the great city of Detroit, like most good games. Wait, are you serious? Yes. What? At least that's where the game. That's where the game starts. Right. Well, everything happens in Detroit. You know that. What um, happens in Detroit? Uh, uh, Deus Ex. Oh, that's so. True. So the the game starts in Detroit. The game, however, is broken up into, from what I understand, like four or five major cities. And I just I just got through all of Detroit, so I've I've just kind of broken the seal on the second city. Um, but like I said, the whole the whole world is kind of computerized, um, and the the main plot of the game is there is there is a new kind of technology that's basically cybernetics, and the cybernetics are are not like normal science fiction cybernetics. They are very controversial in the world. There are people who you work for, you work for Seraph, which is a cybernetics company. And this company is interested in researching more about cybernetics. They are one of the front leaders of cybernetics. There are many other cybernetics uh, companies in the world. And there is this kind of um, hidden war that goes on between them. There's a lot of espionage. Some of them will um, use like guerrilla tactics and blow up people's facilities and stuff. And it's all under the radar of the government and the police and everything. Mm. And they've got tons of money so they can pay off people kind of keep things quiet so there's huge research getting pushed in this field in this field of of cybernetics and then there is a whole nother group of people 
that are basically purists and they think that there's something horribly wrong with these cybernetic implants. And so they are also doing whatever they can do to stop the production and research of this cybernetic thing. All right. Now these cybernetics when they get when they get put onto somebody, the body of the person will eventually reject them and then they will die oh. if they're not given this drug repeatedly called neuropazyme. So so people basically have to take this drug once they once they become implanted with these cybernetics. So that's kind of like the the layout of the world. Now you are the security chief for Seraph, this large cybernetics company. Okay. okay, you start off the game without any cybernetic enhancements. Spoiler alert, this is going to be like the first 20 minutes of the game. <laughs> you, do you, somebody has broken into one of your warehouse facilities and it, you have been charged with going in and checking, checking out what the hell's going on. So you, you go in and, and you, you bust your way through these different warehouses. Again, the, the game is a first-person perspective. So talking about the mechanics a little bit, to me, they kind of try to make it a stealth action-oriented game, mm -hmm. but they do a really good job of giving you different paths with, uh, for which to go to get to your different objectives. If you are not necessarily a combat-oriented character, like you don't really want to be a combat-oriented character, there's oftentimes vents you can go through to, to circumvent all of the guards that are in a room. Um, there are stealth takedowns. The cover system is pretty good, a little janky with the controls, which led me to a few instances of getting spotted unnecessarily, mm -hmm. which was very, which was very frustrating. I'll talk about that a little later. What, what platform were you playing this on? Xbox 360. Okay. So again, it's like a stealth, like a stealthish action game, and um, you know you'll you'll go, you'll take out a guard, and you'll have to drag the body away because if another guard sees a guard down, that will alert them. I, and it's 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 pretty slick. The stealth system is pretty slick. It's got like a hacking mechanic to get into computers to find passcodes to open doors rather than have to hack them nice. there, there's a lot of different stuff going on in it but anyway you go through this warehouse and you get to the you get to the end of this first first mission and um basically something very traumatic happens to you uh and you have to be implanted with cybernetics all right who saw that who saw that oh. coming? you have to be implanted with cybernetics so now you're implanted with cybernetics and the rest of the of the game now is figuring out what the hell's going on who is who who is the group that infiltrated the facility what do they want with this with this information um because they were actually people that were cybernetic as well so anyway that's that's the setup to the game i kind of talked on the mechanics just a little bit just now about the whole stealth action takedown system and stuff mm -hmm. the skill tree is very very deep, I would say. There are a ton of different cybernetic enhancements you can do. The first one I took, uh, to give you an example, is is a, a speech-oriented one, which Ooh. when you start when you start going through dialogue trees with people, it gives you an indicator of how well you're persuading them, mm -hmm. as well as it, as well as it helps you. It gives you some insight onto their personality type, mm. so you can pick the right thing to persuade them further. And then there's combat enhancement oriented ones there's hacking related ones there's uh like s cybernetic performance related ones that'll help you move heavy objects for instance yeah um some that'll let you you know like take down two people at once uh some that will give you like a cloaking device you know so some stealth related enhancements mm -hmm. that part's great uh you gain levels from doing pretty much everything everything offers you some experience points uh and then once you once you hit a certain 
amount of experience points, you gain a level and you get something called a Praxis Point. Ooh. You can also find these Praxis Points in the world. You can also buy these Praxis Points. These are what you use to upgrade your cybernetic enhancements. So that that system, that's all that's all pretty fun. Yeah, so it sounds very Mass Effect-ish, so you can uh, choose to focus on like maybe your physical strength or focus on your diplomacy skills and things like that. Right, exactly. And one of the things that I think it does better than Mass Effect is... In Mass Effect, you you pretty much always had to fight stuff. Mm-hmm. No matter no matter what path you chose for your character, at some point you were going to get you were going to get into some combat. Oh, yeah. With this game, aside from the boss battles, which I'll talk about that in a second, aside from the boss battles, you can literally get through the game without killing anybody. Really, the, the entire game, and I mean we're talking like a thirty-hour experience. Yeah. They do a really good job of if you want to take your character down other paths, you know, down like these hacking paths or just a stealth-related character, you can literally get through the game without killing a single person. Wow. Now, that takes a lot of, in my opinion, that that takes a lot of patience because you've got to be willing to sneak around rooms and and go completely out of the way, not not do kind of straight lines from objective to objective because you have to get around all these guards that are everywhere basically yeah and they on the the missions that you're on so if you have that patience if you like that stealth style gameplay it works great all that stuff is great if you want to go a combat route you can just bust on through the doors kill everybody that's fine too <laughs> and the and the game rewards you either way so so that's all good those are good those, in my opinion, those are good design decisions. Yeah, those are good. Th- it's, it reminds me of Metal Gear Solid because you can get through uh, at least Metal Gear Solid Four without killing, I think, anybody um, the same oh. way. But but again, you have to be really patient and really good at the game in order to actually do that. That's that's exactly how this one is. That's exactly how this one is. Now, no matter how many, I think, no matter how many perks that you take down the path that you go, you are still very fragile. When you get spotted. You get shot three times, you're dead. Oh, so, well, again, reminds me of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> right, and, uh, you know, enemies have machine guns, so there are some like there are some enemies where if you get spotted, you are literally dead the moment you get spotted. Oh. Thus kind of forcing you to be st- kind of stealth in those situations. Mm-hmm. The load times, and maybe it's just on the Xbox 360, or horrific. Really? So, yeah, so there, there was this one moment that I can think of just off the top of my head, where I was in a, a relatively large warehouse, there was no way that I could figure out to go to get around this large room I was in. There were about seven guards in there. If I were spotted by any of them, I would be killed. So I had to find a way to get around all of them without being seen. And I probably died eight or nine times. And going through the load times of each of those is ludicrous really? i mean it was it was so frustrating it was like a 25 minute ordeal to get through this this large room that that's in my opinion that is ridiculous that's that, ludicrous yeah it was such it it was such a fun sapping experience because up, up until that point everything was going awesome mm-hmm. and i was having a great time and then i just got to this one area and it was just like what what are you doing like what what on earth made you think that this was okay to make this decision so the fail state uh situation of the game that is in my opinion, an issue. Um, the other thing is, I just I just got through the first boss battle. Uh, for a game that rewards stealth, rewards uh, rewards sneaking around and not alerting people, to have one on one boss fights where 
you are forced into combat. There, there's nothing you can do. You have to, you have to go into combat. So if you do not have combat perks, there's, there's nothing you can do about that because you have to fight in these instances. Really dumb. Right. Did a little research on that. Apparently, the company farmed out the boss fights to another company to make. What? In their game. Yeah. So that was a specific design decision. Um, again, I very much disagree with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, when did this so, game come out? It was last year. I want to say middle of the oh, year. 2011. Uh, 2011. Okay. Yep. So, it's. I mean, it's relatively recent. The art aesthetic in the game, like I said, the game is very dark and gold wow so it really it really sets up a kind of an awesome sci-fi steampunk universe but there is so little variety it's it's kind of tedious yeah now the universe reminds me of either blade runner or shadow run very blade very blade runner very blade runner yes so if you liked blade runner if you liked that that kind of world uh that 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 movie portrayed then you probably this is probably right up your alley. I uh, I get a little I get a little tired of looking at the same thing over and over again. Now I just got to a new city and everything is uh, gold and turquoise. So <laughs> they've replaced kind of the black with turquoise, and that's you know, that's great. What, why now gold? Is, is it just the artistic rendition? I mean, is there any point? Is it kind of addressed? No. It's just gold. Well, I think it's I think it's. Uh, kind of a sterile you know because everything is everything is lit is is lit in like the dark of night and it's all it, it so it's it's just supposed to look like very uh industrial yeah okay which it does which it does i mean the world is really dirty it, it, again very blade runner like you said okay and now since it's an action game um now metal gear solid is its own kind of genre almost is this similar to assassin's creed at all because i i'm sounding some i'm, I'm hearing some similarities from what I understand in Assassin's Creed. Not really. And the reason is because Assassin's Creed uses a lot with, uh, with, uh, verticality. Okay. This, you are not, you are not climbing up. Yeah. You're like, you're in a room with a bunch of guys and you got to somehow get through without being spotted. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Or get spotted and just take them all down. Yeah. The, I, I briefly touched on the dialogue, like the dialogue trees. Those are very well done. Good. Um, you, you have to, kind of read the situation that you're going into. Oftentimes you're given an objective, for instance, you have to persuade somebody not to kill a hostage. Mm -hmm. You have to read into that person's personality as well as kind of what they're saying and respond accordingly. And if you do, you verbally convince them one way or the other, or you, you intimidate them enough, for instance, to get your way. So that part's great. There's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of analysis of like what they're saying, and it's it's all it's written well. Good. However, Uh-oh. The, the voice acting, in my in my opinion, leaves much to be desired. Oh your, no, really? Your main character, uh, Adam Jensen, is voiced by uh, Batman. Which which <laughs> Batman? The new Batman. So the whole game. Is you talking like this? Oh no! The whole game, and and he wears sunglasses everywhere he goes. I just like the most douchebag <laughs> that you could possibly that you could possibly think Is of. Is he even likable? Uh, debatable. Oh, now that makes it tough when you're playing as an unlikable character. Isn't that a bit of a? I I do not like him. I do not <laughs> like the way that he that he sounds just very aggressive, like he's got something in his throat all the time, all the time very uh it's it 
it totally takes me out of the moment because uh, he doesn't feel he does not at all feel like my character okay. at all. And this is a game where like you're. I, I guess maybe it's not supposed to be your character. It's kind of supposed to be Adam Jensen's story, mm-hmm. um, but then it puts you in a first-person perspective. So that to me is a that's a little bit of cognitive dissonance because if you're in a first-person perspective, you don't you're, you don't see yourself. Right. Yeah. So you're really supposed to be that person, but but then when you're that person is is drawn such a specific way. That is the only person that you ever see then. So why not make it a third-person experience? Yeah, interesting. And, yeah, that, that's, that's one issue I have. The other issue is, have you ever played a game that's, that's very realistic, um, that has 3D modeling that's very realistic, where there are lengthy conversations between two characters where they kind of cut back and forth, and they're a little awkward in terms of how natural the body movements are and like the facial expressions are from the characters. Yes, yes. Like the original Mass Effect where it was just cut back and forth between people's faces for 20 minutes, yeah, and right? Yeah, the two or three stock movements that they would do. In this game, everybody looks like they are shitting their pants. <laughs> what? Pretty much all the time what? that they're cutting back and forth. Yes. The, there's this, for instance, there's just one character. She's the helicopter pilot. You have a few interactions with her. Uh, for for she's the helicopter pilot for Seraph. She's who transports you from objective to objective. Sometimes, okay. She literally is dancing when she's talking to you, and it looks so ridiculous. <laughs> she looks like she's shitting her pants. Why? How is there that disconnect? I don't. I don't know. It would have been better if they had just close, like done a close up of her face and talked back and forth. But I can't listen to what she's saying when she's talking because i'm too busy watching her uh kind of flail about and do the macarena is it, in is front it of that me. bad it's really i am probably exaggerating a little bit <laughs> well we've, we've never is, exaggerated on this podcast no and we never will again no, of course not i'm exaggerating now and I, I i promise listener i will never exaggerate well, again. you're not you can't be because none of us are uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's shitting their pants. I just can't get yes. my head past it, that. Yeah, and so the that particular thing, it is it is it completely takes me out of it in those particular instances. Like I said, I would rather just have I would rather just have them close up on her face. And every time they show Adam Jensen in a conversation, he crosses his arms. And and then it'll cut away, and it'll cut back to him. His arms will be uncrossed again, and he will then recross his arms. And it's just, and you see this stuff happen over and over and over again. And it's just, and and maybe it's just me kind of nitpicking on the details, but it it really, it really gave me like a, it was just a total disconnect in in like my mind for these characters. So those times when it takes you out of a game like that, it just. Uh, I don't know. I, it just it poor design decisions, yeah. in my opinion. No, it sounds like it. Yeah, but uh, the you know the game. I think I think I'm going to continue playing it. I've probably sunk about nine hours into it, but you know, two of those were reloading the game after fail states. Um, but the story is very compelling, and uh, the story I would say is is strong enough, and the world is painted strong enough that it's it that's enough to keep me playing the game and the game mechanics are good enough to keep you playing as well yeah the other th- i think the other complaint i i have about the game that will probably turn into a strength of it later is your character starts off what feels like pretty weak mm-hmm. after he gets these cybernetic implants but looking at some of these later upgrades that you can get it seems like 
it seems like your character will turn into a pretty powerful badass. Well, yeah, yeah. By the end of the game, and you'll be able to do quite a bit of stuff that I, I can't do yet. And I, I think that that kind of character growth is going to be very satisfying. I feel right now, I just feel so frail though <laughs> with the character. So, the, like those, that part of it is 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 frustrating now. But again, I think that later on, it's going to pay off and then i'll really see a sense of character growth throughout the game yeah but yeah the, the story's great the world is great that'll probably keep me playing as long as i don't run into these other frustrating moments where i have to reload the game seven eight times mm. i literally turned the game off last night because of that wow i i had to take a break from the game and i you don't want you don't want your game to get to areas where people need to take a break because they get frustrated with your mechanics yeah yeah no, I actually felt that way with the first Mass Effect, which we were talking about, with the load times sometimes. Because it's like you die, and then you have to watch some ship for four minutes in the load screen, and it's just like, what? Let me oh, play. Yeah, and it was really easy to die quickly in that game, too. It was, yeah, it was another one. So it, it reminds me a bit of that. But, um, well, it sounds like, so overall, uh, recommended title, possibly? Yeah, I would say, again, I think if you are not at all interested in a sci-fi universe, I wouldn't pick it up. Yeah. Because it... It is such a like a sterile sci-fi environment, but there are you know twenty different terminals you can hack in every single building you go into, and they each have emails that help kind of paint a better picture of the world. So like, you really get a good idea of of kind of this the, this dark, depressing world that the the game creators are going for. Um, I also should say this is not a sequel but it is kind of like a reboot for a series that has a huge cult following for a game that was on the pc uh i want to say back in 2000 i was gonna say because deus ex when you said it came out in 2011 i'm like no it didn't because i've seen the deus ex logo around forever yeah the original game came out something in 2000 and it had a huge you know sci-fi cult following they they later made a game on the playstation 2 that uh was not at all true to the original game mm. and so there was a huge backlash against that and this game i think is a lot more in line with the the first game that they ever made the one that had this this cult following and for the people that really liked the original deus ex i think that they'll still they you know our our listener i know our listener really liked it because you wrote in uh, <laughs> really he, well he or she recommended I that i talk say, about this game we, we know it's a guy it could be a girl it could be a girl i still don't all know right. uh so, it, you know, I think this is a lot truer to the original game. Okay. Um, but again, there's just so, so many weird design choices, in my opinion. It's it's like if you don't like so if you don't like a sci-fi universe, definitely don't pick it up. If you don't have patience with like stealth gameplay, if you are very much if you have been used to Call of Duty, if you have been used to Gears of War, it, it's you're gonna find it a lot a lot more meticulous, a lot more slower paced. You're not just gonna be able to run in and and kill everything so if that's what you like if you don't have if you don't have the patience to to play a game where where you're going into like stealth elements then again it's not for you but for story it's it really is one of the better stories of of any games that i've played so far this year so yeah it's good it it really is and keep in mind the year is only what 16 days old so i've got you know (laughs) but or or last year too is what i meant i mean it's it, it it is quite good though. Okay, solid so, storyline. Even despite the the lack of interest in the main character, there's still a good enough story to where you're still into it. Yeah, uh, the characters aren't exactly memorable either, other than Adam <laughs> Jensen. And M. Jensen's just memorable because he's kind of a douchebag. Yeah. yeah, but the other characters aren't super memorable either. So it's just kind of you, and then there there's this 
yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. They're just, in my opinion, they're not all that memorable. But the the story again is is good enough to where it's probably worth playing. Sounds good, and I'm glad that we reviewed a dual stick shooter and a 30 hour RPG in the same podcast. Absolutely, it shows that we have a very a large breadth of uh, of video game of video game knowledge that we don't know anything about. No, absolutely, and uh, and if anybody, if our listener has any suggestions for what we should review next, then uh, you can tweet me. My Twitter handle is uh, ProducerCody, just all one word. And your Twitter handle is? It's uh, at EatPlayGame, all one of three words. All one word, EatPlayGame. EatPlayGame, such a better Twitter handle than mine for this context. Yeah, I suppose. But, uh, <laughs> I also, I mean, I also played some more... Space, uh, space pirates and zombies, and I'm getting close to the end of that. So that's I good saw too. you on uh, on Steam playing that, and I was like, "Hey, I have a friend on Steam." Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, well, uh, I actually have a few, but um, that game still that game is still really, really good. Good, like re- like really, really good. Well, we'll do. I highly recommend. Well, let's do a follow up and, and see how Dio, De- Dios Deus. Wow, what the hell are you playing this week? We'll do a follow up on that RPG you just reviewed next week. On the yeah, I'll t- you know what? I'll tell you if I've. I'll tell you if I've quit it due to due to frustration or not. And maybe you'll play something new next week. Maybe too. I will play something new next week too. I I, uh, I have more time now to play Steam games and some some console games. I may even beat Portal Two, as our listeners suggested to me in a text message. Mm, that game is so good. You'd let me know how uh, how you like that if you finally do beat it. I will. I will. And maybe we can talk about that all next week. Well, that was a good second episode. I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> That's how we're gonna sign off. Well, that was a... Thank you, and and, uh, thank you, listener, for listening. Thank you, listener, for listening. We'll see you next time.